Welcome to Regrettably Sober, a companion podcast for Was I Drunk by the Salted Peanuts. At Regrettably Sober, we're going to sit back and watch the end of the world together, wishing the liquor hadn't already ran dry. So, this is coming out a little late than normal because I have been busy, busy, busy with schoolwork, trying to get my stuff all settled away so I don't have to ever go back to school again. That's not going to happen, but we're going to pretend. So, I want to open this week with talking about a story that came out on April 26th about Disney suing Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, alleges political effort to hurt its business. This is in CNBC.com. Well, I'm so pleased that our corporate overlord, the ever-omniscient Disney Mickey Mouse, uh, has chosen to do this. Now, look, I'm not a huge fan of the way Disney's gobbled up companies left and right over the last, you know, 20 years. Uh, And uh, let's just say some of their business practices have not been the most ethical. But that being said, Ron DeSantis is a complete tool and deserves to have his face stomped in by Mickey Mouse. <clears throat> I think that um, he has done nothing but use this as a political punching bag to gain, get new stories, to gain press, to further his own political agenda. I don't think he gives half a crap about any of this stuff. And it's all based off this, uh, these, these trans, these uh, don't say gay bills, uh, Disney's basically coming out and saying like, oh, we don't support that bill. Okay, that's fine. But he doesn't have to make it like his primary target, basically, to score political points. So I'm really happy they've actually done this because he has been actively trying to hurt their business. He's trying to take control of the area where Disneyland is built or Disney World. I forget which one it is in, in, in uh, Florida. But he's trying to take state control over because they were granted a special exemption when they built it to where basically they run that town that Disney uh, World operates on. Um, They take care of the taxes, the sewage, everything, the roads, um, and they are basically allowed to govern themselves. And he's trying to end that special status because basically as as retribution for them not supporting his hateful don't say gay legislation. Um, Once again, another example of Republicans consistently creating a non-issue and turning it into this major crisis that has to be fixed when it was never a crisis in the first place but they want to pretend like it is. I call it manufactured outrage. It's just a pile of manufactured outrage. And by God, Ron DeSantis is the king currently of uh, coming with manufactured outrage. So essentially, uh, this, this lawsuit is you know, alleging that all of this nonsense is hurting their business and that uh, it is not only illegal, but unethical. So... Um, we'll see where this goes in the coming, uh, coming weeks and months and years, because you know how a lawsuit like this can probably take years to resolve itself. Um, but quite frankly, I think it's ridiculous if that, you know, a government official would publicly come out and basically bash, not only, uh, you know, forget the fact that it's like a corporation, right? Yeah, of course. Uh, but also that they would come out and just basically lay into anybody, um, political uh, or otherwise over disagreements in policy or positions. Um, It's just a way, an effort to chill free speech. And yes, companies have free speech too, uh, even though I disagreed with that uh, Supreme Court decision uh, that basically gave uh, corporations personhood. Um, But they do have personhood according to the Supreme Court, according to the conservative Supreme Court. And so if they have personhood, then they have free speech. And by God, they're allowed to exercise that without the government trying to get them to basically shut up, scare them into shutting up. And that's what he's trying to do. He's trying to scare Disney into shutting up. He hopes that he can put enough pressure on them to make them be quiet. 
Maybe. Or it might just be, like I said, just to get that news cycle on him, focused on him. He may not think any of this is actually going to ever have any kind of tangible outcome. Uh, he may just be doing it just to rile up conservatives to get votes. That's what he does best. That's what Donald Trump does best. That's what conservatives have done best for 30, 40 years. Um, since the moral majority in the 80s, they find a social issue to get people pissed off, and then they beat the drum as loud as they can and get their soldiers marching and uh, get them to the polls. Vote Republican. Vote Republican. Otherwise, Democrats are going to kill your babies. Uh, vote Republican. Otherwise, the gays are going to flood into your schools and turn your kids gay. Um, it's one thing after another. It's always like this. So um, I really hope that this lawsuit teaches um, any politician who seeks to use his bully pulpit in a way to intimidate or chill free speech to shut up, basically, to stop anti- stop acting in an anti-democratic way, okay? Um, next thing I want to talk about is I want to move into a Trump indictment watch story. I will be dirty, rotten, traitor, and yes, stupid. This week on Trump Indictment Watch, we have Trump lawyers urge judge in hush money case not to, quote, muzzle their client. Um, So the judge presiding over this uh, alleged, uh, not alleged, (laughs) very factual hush money case involving Stormy Daniels and Michael Cohen, uh, the president's uh, former lawyer, they are urging the judge to please don't muzzle their client. He keeps on saying things that are basically intimidation tactics. Uh, ways, things to basically get his supporters all riled up that could put the judge, a jury in the future, in danger. Um, trying to essentially uh, bully people into doing things the way he wants it. But his lawyers were saying, please don't muzzle their client, because the, the judge has uh, threatened to do a gag order to where the president would not be able to speak publicly about the uh, ongoing uh, court case. Because of some things, several things he's done, including his son, Donald Trump Jr., who basically shared the names of the judges like family on social media um and that is clearly a means to wink wink nudge nudge let's blow that dog whistle and get our supporters threatening these people to get them to comply and do things our way uh the judge says he's not gonna be intimidated but if trump doesn't stop he may issue a gag order well here's the thing i think trump's lawyers should want (laughs) should really hope and pray the judge issues a gag order because their client is completely incapable of shutting his mouth for two seconds and not getting himself in deeper trouble. You know, Um, I would think the lawyers would be very, very interested in like, yeah, yeah, please, please, please gag him. Uh, Make it so he can't speak publicly because if you don't, he is going to make our job so much harder, so much harder. Um, says the filing is in response to a motion last week from prosecutors uh, in uh, Attorney General Alvin Bragg's office who are seeking to bar Trump from publicly disclosing evidence that is due to be turned over to his defense team as the case moves towards trial next year. Um, it says here, the people proposed protective order infringes upon President Donald Trump's First Amendment rights to freely discuss his own character and qualifications for federal office and the First Amendment rights of the American people to hear President Trump's side of the story. Um, to hear bullshit, basically. Yeah, to hear his, his, his version of bullshit. How 
Um, hey, look over there. It uh, smells like donkey shit. It looks like donkey shit, but it's not. It's roses. Um, man, anybody with a halfway objective eye can see all this is true. The man slept with the porn star. He cheated on his wife. His, you know, perfect Melania Trump. I love conservatives all throughout, the, all throughout Trump's presidency. Talking about how classy Melania Trump was and how she brought class back to the White House. And that dreadful Michelle Obama was no longer there. She looked like a man and blah, 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 right? Uh, your, your, your classy first lady posed nude for, like, you know, modeling shoots and stuff. Which, I'm not slut-shaming women. They can do whatever they want, and I'm all for it. Go for it. Pose nude, right? Um, but you also don't get then to act like you're some kind of highfalutin, classy broad, um, like Melania and Trump try to uh, portray her as, and, and the supporters do. Um, she basically married this guy for his money. Clearly not his looks. Clearly not his personality. She married him for his money. So that's not a classy thing to do either. You know, it's a survival kind of thing. And so he cheated on this woman with this porn star and then got his defense attorney, Michael Cohen, to make a hush payment and then reimburse the guy. There's clear records of this. It's obvious what happened. Uh, Michael Cohen didn't do this out of the kindness of his own heart. Just drop hundreds of thousands of dollars to silence a porn star from his client. Uh, He did it at the direction of President Trump. And that's what Michael Cohen has testified himself. Now you can say he's a liar, and that's fine. Um, but, man, you can only stack up so many pieces of evidence before I go, yeah, no, it's clear that this is just the way it is. So uh, the DA's office has declined to comment on the filing. Um, and there's been a surge of death threats against Bragg since Trump started complaining about him. So that's nice. Um, I don't know, man. I think that it's always good to let people exercise their first amendment rights. I think we let Trump hang himself. You can go out there, say anything you want, man. Rob your supporters. Get him to go and make an attempt on this poor man's life who's just doing his job. That's a great idea. Um, truth is, I don't think a gag order would stop him either. I think he'll just keep on running his mouth regardless. The man is incapable of exercising self-control. But at the same time, the selfish side of me wants to say, I dislike this man. I dislike his policies. I dislike his fervent supporters and what they stand for and let him let him just talk let him talk and talk and talk until he talks himself into a hole so deep that not even the best bullshit artist in the world can dig himself out of so we'll see where it ends up going from here but i am very very interested to see if he uh if he keeps running his mouth enough if they actually do this gag order on him Okay, I want to move on to a story that you might see coming right straight from the desk of Tucker Carlson. Well, not anymore, but we'll get to that here in a minute. Um, on Fox News. And that is a story that says, I don't know, this is coming out of the uh, Daily Star in the UK. So it's kind of a trash tabloid. Uh, but it's a true story. It says here, quote, Demonic MS-13 gang member accused of savagely killing and chopping up Uber Eats drivers. Um, or a driver, sorry, one driver. Um, as Oscar Solis Jr. has been charged with the murder of an Uber Eats driver who was killed and dismembered in a gruesome attack during his last delivery of the day, police said. Okay, so obviously this is horrible. Obviously, this is terrible. But, man, get some better riders. Um, he was dismembered in a gruesome attack during the last, his last delivery of the day. Well, no shit, Sherlock. It was his last delivery of the day. He got violently dismembered and killed. Like, you don't have to put that in there. 
Um, maybe he would have taken another order from Taco Bell had he not been murdered and chopped into little pieces by this psycho. You know, like, so that's the idea that they had to add in there. It was his last delivery of the day. Well, yeah, it was his last everything of the day. This, this dude killed him. Um, and I pointed out this might come from the desk of Fox News because they love pointing out whenever a Hispanic person uh, does something horrible or kills somebody. And MS-13 is one of their biggest uh, drum-beaten things they like to talk about, about the border crisis. You know, MS-13, MS-13, they're pouring drugs across the world, they're murdering people. Look, they are, that is true, but it's meant to characterize any Hispanic crossing the border as possibly dangerous. It's meant to scare people because we love a scapegoat. We love a boogeyman in this country. And not just here, but we love doing it here. Find us a boogeyman. Find us a scapegoat. We don't want to take responsibility for our own problems. We don't want to actually look at real solutions to our problems. We want to point our finger at somebody and say, they're the problem. They're the reason why this is happening. Um, we did it with the Chinese in the 1800s. We did it with the Irish. We did it with the Scottish. We did it with the Germans. We've done it with everybody at some point. Um, blamed them for the problems going on in this country. Hitler did it with the Jews. A lot of talking about Hitler, right? Hitler did it with the Jews, right? They're the problem. They're the reason why Germany lost World War I. It's them. Anytime I hear anybody scapegoating something like that, anytime I hear anybody using another race, an entire race of people as a boogeyman, it's a red flag. It's a big red flag. And I automatically start being real suspicious about everything else that person wants to do, right? So I just really take every story I see coming out of the right about the border and how they're just ginning up fear. I look at that stuff and I say, what is their real motivation? What would happen if they really got absolute power and were able to do whatever they wanted to do, you know? It's, it's, just, it's a scary thought. Um, Hispanics are not the boogeymen. Hispanic people largely, I mean, not just largely, okay? 99% of them, okay, are not violent gang members or murderers or drug dealers. They're people looking for a better life. Just like, by the way, your ancestors did, okay? The difference is, you were, your ancestors were most likely able to get on a boat, most likely just got on a boat, and then schlepped their ass over to America, got off the boat, signed their name in a ledger, and were allowed to live here. Now we have walls and walls of bureaucracy in the way, and it costs like $20,000 to immigrate to this country. Guess what? A Mexican policeman, full-time policeman, makes that in a year maybe, right, if he's lucky. Uh, you're talking about a whole year's salary for a middle-class job in a Hispanic-speaking country uh, to move to this country? It's unrealistic for people. Not to mention the language barriers, the cultural barriers, all the things that need to happen. And every single generation of immigrants that did not speak English, that did not come from a culture similar to what we already had here, every one of them adapted and assimilated. And if they didn't, their kids did, okay? So this whole like, oh, there's so many Spanish-speaking people, or change our language, or change our religion. No, they are going to melt into our culture, into our religions, into our language, and they're going to merge. But we, we, when I was growing up, I remember this calling the United States the melting pot in school. Um, it was built as a good thing. We're a melting pot. There's all kinds of cultures here, all kinds of people here. But that good thing that even conservatives touted through like the 70s, 80s, 90s even, is viewed as bad now by conservatives. Like this idea that we are 
such a culturally diverse and racially diverse country, uh, country. And that's sickening to me because to me, that's what America is. That's the ideal of America. And we've never lived up to it. We've never once lived up to it. But that's what we're supposed to be. Why can't we try to be that? Why can't we be that beacon that says, you can come here. If you want a better life, you can come here. We'll accept you. We'll take your ingenuity. We'll take your hard work and we'll accept you. These people are not coming here to live off of welfare. They can't even live off of welfare in most states, okay? They come here and they work their living butts off. If you've ever worked with one of these people, they absolutely work harder than any American I've ever seen in my entire life because we become a culture of lazy assholes, judgmental assholes. And these people come here with hope and with uh, determination, and they have to work hard, otherwise they're not going to make it. And I don't see the problem with letting them do that. Even if we threw open the borders, we would not receive so many people that we could not handle it. Um, do you know how much of this country is uninhabited, for God's sakes? We have plenty of room. Just take a look at North Dakota and Montana, for God's sakes. Like, there's plenty of room. Let people come here and enrich our society. We're only going to get stronger by letting other cultures, other groups of people who are hard workers and determined, come here and help us build a better country. But, of course, you know, that's never going to happen if we continue demonizing them, like this article kind of does, or hints at, you know. Um, it's awful. This guy killed this, this, this Uber Eats driver, uh, and this guy should go to prison, and he should spend the rest of his life locked behind bars. Um, he, he deprives someone of their father, of their, of their child, of their brother, um, of their friend. But that doesn't mean that all Hispanic people are. And that's what these articles always are doing. They're always trying to make it seem like, you know, just hint, hint, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Hey, look, it's, 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 it's a Hispanic. It's a Hispanic. Look at that. And it's just wrong, you know, to, to, to ingrain that in people's thoughts. Um, next, I want to talk about uh, a fun one for me, a real fun one. And that is Tucker Carlson on Monday of last week got his ass canned from Fox News. He is no longer with Fox News, and oh, it's so, it's so sad. It's so sad. Um, he was truly the best bow tie wearing little hateful Nancy boy I ever met in my entire life. Um, I never met him, I guess, but I've seen right. So if you don't know what happened, basically, Dominion Voting Systems sued Fox News. And they got a huge settlement. I think I talked about it the previous week. Huge settlement, like, like, uh, something like $780 billion. It was a huge amount of money. Um, and so during that, as part of discovery for the, uh, for the uh, prosecution and the, or sorry, the uh, Dominion Voting Systems, I guess, not like prosecution. This is not a criminal case. This is a uh, civil case. But so for Dominion Voting Systems, they got access to, um, Phone records, text records, um, written, digital communications, emails, all from Fox News uh, uh, anchors. Because part of their defamation lawsuit was basically you guys spouted out something you knew wasn't true, which is that the election was rigged. The 2020 election was rigged. You knew that wasn't true. Yet you kept on going on air to appease your viewers and to get people to watch and acting like it was true. And I'm going to prove that you knew it was bullshit. Well, they looked at those text messages and those emails and everything, and they said, oh, look, 
there's all the evidence that you knew it was BS. Literally, the Fox News anchor is talking privately about how they knew that Trump was making shit up. And they knew that Trump's lawyers and the people going out in the press and Rudy Giuliani and all these people were crazy. And they were insulting them behind their backs. And then that same night they sent that text or that email or whatever it happened to be, they'd go on air and then spout the same lies to their viewers as if it was fact, come down upon from high um, in order to keep their viewers happy, even though they knew it was a lie. So Dominion settled with Fox and got a lot of money for it because uh, they were right. Fox knew it was fake and they kept on pushing lies and that hurt them as a company because their whole business is integrity of election systems, you know? And if people don't have faith in their machines and their process, they're going to lose money. They're going to sell those machines to, uh, to uh, cities and, and states. So that's what happened, basically. He just was trashing a bunch of people, um, both within the network and without the network. So obviously that causes problems for Fox because now here they've got a host who not only is talking bad about Donald Trump and Donald Trump's friends, and that's going to be a problem for their viewers, but also talking about, about, about other Fox News personalities and other Fox News employees, including all the way up in top brass. And so this all came out publicly, and there's a lot of coverage for it. So they settled last week, and then on Monday, brought in Tucker Carlson and said, you're fired, and you don't even get to have like a last show. So we're just going to buy out your contract, you're done, and um, bye, Felicia, uh, walk out that door and get, get stepping. And that's a big deal, man. The fact they didn't like give him like a week to wind down or something or like have a goodbye show or whatever. And it's just, no, you're out the door. Go shut your mouth. That's a huge deal for them, especially considering he was a ratings bonanza for them. Um, that's why they put up with all of his previous controversies. This man couldn't keep his foot out of his mouth saying offensive things, uh, just asking questions, as he would say. Like, I'm just asking a question. Do all Democrats hate America? I'm just asking the question. I'm not saying they do. I'm just asking the question. Yeah, okay, you're just asking the question. You're so full of it. You're just putting that idea in people's heads and then acting like, well, I'm not actually saying it. Ooh, you know. This is the same guy who had apparently oh, the biggest hard-on in the world or the green M&M uh, and got so mad when they took her go-go boots off and gave her regular shoes because it made her less sexy. He ran segment after segment about how less sexy the green M&M was now what culture was taking away our sexy mascots our sexy candy um like what nonsense is that um he was big on the culture wars everything oh it's the destruction of christmas oh it's the war on christmas yet again it's year 35 of the war on christmas and we're still hanging in there but only by the grace of god um you could tell nothing this man said he believed in and all these texts just proved that. It just showed he didn't believe in anything he was saying or peddling. He just did it because it made him money. Okay? He built an audience on lies and appeasing stupid people. And they ate it up. So it was a big risk for Vox News to do this because they lost one of, their, not one of their biggest, I think their biggest rated star uh, by doing this. But they, it was enough. Enough was enough, they said, basically. Um, so, but what kills me is it wasn't the anti-trans things. It wasn't the talking about how Michael Vick should be executed for that dog mistreatment in 2011. It wasn't, um, how he was sexist or racist at times, or, you know, just uh, tried his best to suggest that immigrants were dirty and poor and they were going to destroy our country. None of those things got him fired. It was talking bad about 
other Republicans and Fox News uh, bigwigs. Of course, that's how it worked, right? They didn't care about the other crap. It got them ratings. It got them money. Uh, but he just became kind of too big of a liability, I guess. Um, so, I don't know. I'm glad to see him go. And, um, you know, let's see what he says about Fox News now. Oh, hold on. There's another story here related to this. It says, Fox News has a secret, and this is in Rolling Stone, Fox News has a secret oppo file to keep Tucker Carlson in check, sources say. So an oppo file, if you're not familiar what this is, it's opposition research. So what you do is, if you're running a political campaign, or in this case, trying to keep somebody um, in line uh, at, a, at a corporation, you pay private investigators uh, and other people to assemble information about that person that would be used in the case of, like, how do I... How do I keep them to be quiet about something, right? So I don't want him to talk about this, so I'm going to threaten to release this, this salacious detail like he had an affair or something, right? And you keep dirt on someone, basically. So Fox News has a big old file full of dirt on Tucker Carlson, apparently, so that he doesn't speak out of turn, so he doesn't trash the network. So I don't think he probably will say a whole lot, because if he knows this thing exists, and a man like him, I'm sure, has a ton of skeletons in his closet, um, how anti-trans he is and how anti-gay he's been in the past and how racist he's been, that's almost always projection, psychological projection, where really you're worried someone's going to find out your secret with those things. I'd be surprised if we find out that Tucker Carlson hooks up with men and, and trans people in, in, in bathrooms at bus stops, uh, and that's kind of his thing. Hey, more power to him. I'm all about you know going down to a tranny at a bus stop, but just don't go out there and be a hypocrite about it, you know? Uh, I don't have a problem with you doing it. I have a problem with you being a hypocrite, being hateful, and then still doing it. Um, so I'm really curious what this information is. I hope he does run his mouth so we find out, quite frankly. Um, but uh, that is just, that'd be so sweet to see. Um, I want to go ahead and move on from this and uh, kind of wrap up a little bit with uh, Joe Rogan. Uh, big old Joe Rogan. Uh, friend of the podcast. Uh, big fan. Big fan here. Of, uh, of uh, Regrettably Sober, um, because he is regrettably sober whenever he is not smoking weed. Uh, and that's not true. Uh, he doesn't know who the hell I am. But, but Joe Rogan says, this is in media, Mediate, uh, Joe Rogan says there is no 2024 solution for Democrats other than Biden dying, like, very soon. So basically, he sees the Democrats as kind of screwed because they can't get a new candidate because Biden has announced he's going to run, and no Democrat's going to run against Biden, apparently. Um, and he thinks that's probably the death knell for Democrats, right? And he's probably not wrong, as much as I hate to admit that, um, unless the Democrats go up against Trump again. Quite frankly, I still see Biden beating Trump again because Trump's approval is at like 33%, Biden's is at like 38 Even as unpopular as Biden is, Trump is more unpopular. And Trump has lost a large swath of independent voters, especially in the suburbs, um, and they're not coming back to him. Even if they don't like what's going on with Biden, they're not going to vote for Trump. His best, his best case scenario is they stay home on election day. So I still think that Biden wins against a Trump, or a Trump rematch. But, you know, he shouldn't even be running probably because the man is like 80 years old. He's going to be 84 if he survives to the end of his second term or 85. Um, he's already kind of slipping. I mean, I'm a Democrat. I've been very clear about that. But the man is a step or two or 20 slower than he used to be. Uh, I remember seeing Biden, Biden in the 2012 uh, primaries 
uh, not primary, sorry, the election, vice presidential debate against Paul Ryan. He tore Paul Ryan a new one. I mean, he wiped the floor with him. He was sharp. He was witty. He was just on it. And then you fast forward just four years, you know, just five years. And the man has like, is a shell of his former self. So, um, I don't know. Uh, here he's quoted as saying, uh, the fact that he's running again is so wild when you watch him talk. The fact there's no leadership that can find a solution to this because there really is no solution. Like, what are they going to do? Like, what is other than Biden dying uh, and someone stepping in in a big way makes sense? So, I mean, like I said, I kind of do agree with Rogan in the situation where, you know, yeah, it's there's nothing Democrats are going to be able to do, basically. And then uh, pray to God they get a matchup against Trump again and win. Because I think if any other Republican gets the Republican nomination, they wipe the floor with Biden. I think that DeSantis, as detestable as he is, would wipe the floor with Biden. I think any of the moderate Republicans that are stepping up and trying to uh, throw their hat in the ring, I say moderate, by the way, with quotation marks, because there are very few, quote, moderate Republicans anymore in the Republican Party. Uh, but um, they true moderates. But yeah, so any one of them step up? No, they beat Biden 100%. And then we get an even more. Uh, conservative Supreme Court, possibly, you know, uh, we get uh, even more terrible legislation passed uh, through Congress and rubber stamped by a Republican admi administration. So I don't know. The more I look at this, the more I feel like we, well, I, I know we made a mistake with, with electing Biden in the first place. Um, and we made a mistake with letting him pick Kamala Harris as his vice president. Um, she's not well liked either, you know. Democrats are really painting themselves into a corner here, and I'm, I'm really sick and tired of just seeing Democrats do stupid things, you know? The only reason why Trump was able to win in 2016 is because Hillary Clinton came off as not genuine to voters. Fair or not, that's what happened. She and Democrats ignored working-class voters for years and almost treated them with a little bit of, like, contempt in a way many times. Um, and then those traditionally Democrat voting union household blue collar workers went over to Trump and voted overwhelmingly for Trump. That's why Ohio went from voting for a Democrat for president for, let's see, uh, a total of eight years in a row uh, to suddenly voting for a Republican. And not just a Republican, but swinging by eight points to Trump. And then the second time Trump ran, also swung to Trump by eight points. Ohio is probably a reliably conservative state now, not even a swing state anymore, because Trump switched those voters. And once voters switch to a different philosophy, party, whatever, they don't switch very back very easily. So we've kind of lost as Democrats those voters for a while, um, and we're not speaking to their issues. So I don't blame them for basically jumping ship in a way. Um, we should pay more attention to middle class, blue collar workers. That should be who we court as Democrats. Democrats are supposed to be the party of the worker, right? The party of the working uh, poor, the party of the middle class worker. And they're failing at that messaging and in their selection of candidates. So I don't know. We'll see the, what happens. But my general guess is going to be that Biden is going to get his nomination for the Democrats. He's not going to die. Um, Trump is going to get the nomination for Republicans. And we're going to get the choice between two piles of crap again, um, basically, and just you know pick the one that's a little less stinky. And for me, that's obviously going to be Biden. Um, Biden, for all of his faults, 
is not an insane person like Trump is. He's not an egotist like Trump is. He's not a braggart like Trump is. He genuinely, I think, does care about the country. It's just he's not all there anymore. Um, I don't know. It is what it is. But I'm going to go ahead and wrap up and say, until next week, the bottle may be dry, but please don't cry. Have a seat and laugh at the end of the world with me. And we will check you out later. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share our podcast, uh, R being me, it's the Royal R, uh, with uh, friends uh, on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and uh, Instagram. And uh, until next week, see you later.